Chapter 1 1 Buka, Solomon Islands, Spring and Summer 1942 In the early months of 1942, a major of the U.S. Army Ordnance Corps in Australia was forced to reconsider his long-held belief that he had passed the point where the Army could surprise him. The Pacific and Far East Shipping Corporation's freighter, John J. Rogers, Jr., docked at Melbourne after a long and perilous voyage from Bremerton, Washington. In addition to desperately needed war material, it offloaded 800 identical, sturdy wooden crates. Each of these was roughly 3 feet by 3 feet by 4 feet, weighed 320 pounds, and was strapped with steel, waterproofed, and otherwise prepared for a long sea voyage. These crates were loaded aboard trucks and taken to the U.S. Army Melbourne Area Ordnance Depot, a requisitioned warehouse area on the outskirts of the city. Because they were in waterproof packaging and inside storage space was at a premium, and because the Ordnance Corps Major could not believe the shipping manifest, the crates were placed on pallets, each holding four of the crates, and stored outside under canvas tarpaulins. It was two weeks before the Ordnance Corps Major could find time to locate the shipment, remove the tarpaulin, cut the metal strapping, pry open the crates, then tear off the heavy tar paper wrapping. He found, as the manifest said, and indeed as was neatly stenciled onto the crates in inch-high letters, that each of the crates did indeed contain U.S. Sabres, Cavalry Model of 1912, with scabbards, twenty-five each. The sabers and their scabbards were packed five to a layer, and each crate held five layers. It took him a moment to do the arithmetic. If he had eight hundred crates, and there were twenty-five cavalry sabers with scabbards in each crate, that meant he had twenty thousand cavalry sabers with scabbards. They all looked new. They had probably never been issued. The Ordnance Major was aware that the last horse cavalry unit in the U.S. Army, the 26th, had been dismounted in the Philippines. Their mounts were converted to rations for the starving troops on Bataan, and the cavalrymen went off to fight their last battle as infantrymen. On the face of it, cavalry sabers were as useless in modern warfare as teats on a boar hog. A lesser man than the Ordnance Corps Major would have simply pulled the tarpaulin back in place and tried to forget both the U.S. Sabres, cavalry model of 1912 with scabbards, and the goddamned moron who used up that valuable as gold shipping space, sending them all the way to Australia. But the Ordnance Major was not such a man. He gave a good deal of thought to how he could make them useful— yet the best he could come up with was to convert them to some kind of fighting knives, perhaps like the trench knives of World War I. On investigation, however, this proved to be impractical. The blades were too heavy and the hilts too awkward. He had just about concluded that the sturdy crates the goddamned sabers were packed in had more potential use to the war effort than the sabers when he had another idea. This one seemed to make sense and so a contract was issued to an Australian firm, before the war it had made automobile and truck bumpers, to convert the Sabres into substitute standard machetes at a cost of U.S. 
$2.75 each. The blades were cut down to 16 inches, and portions of the hilts were ground off. The scabbards, meanwhile, were run through a stamping press. In one operation, the press cut the scabbard to size and sealed its end.